0: Welcome to the Red, White, and Blue Flags F1 podcast. I'm Ryan Vasquez, and I'm Stephen McNally. This week we will
1: be previewing the Australian Grand Prix, and to uh, to fit the festivities, we will be recording this podcast upside down.
0: You, you will just <laughs> oh, have to take man. our word on that, and our toilets go backwards um uh, for <laughs> <laughs> old simpsons joke sorry he goes for those who don't get the reference but um i see you played knifey spoonie before correct we we, we may have too many simpsons references from that episode in this episode uh so we apologize uh for those who are and not up on their simpsons but a uh, lot of news this week right steve
1: uh yeah uh, plenty to talk about before we get into our feelings on the race um you know, is is the FIA the fun police? You know, is George, is George sticking uh, a little bit in Lewis's side? Um, you know,
0: well, you know, first I, you know, I'll take the uh, the fun police. It, it appears the FIA doesn't want teams climbing up on the wall and celebrating with their teams. Uh, apparently, it's a safety issue. Um, well, I, so, I mean, I understand that, right, Steve? But, I mean, it's also a little kind of crappy and not fun. Right? So Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a time-honored tradition. I, I feel like FIA is, is sure for fun isn't allowed at this point. Can't wear jewelry, can't celebrate too hard, can't talk about, you know, hush-hush things, use your platform. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of extraditional policing going on when, when it's supposed to be, you know, sporting and fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you wonder what precipitates this, if you will. It's like, why is it happening? What, is there a reason? Uh, you know, uh, something shows up. I mean, uh, I understand, for instance, say, you know, why you don't want to have jewelry on after an accident, that, you know, a fire starts, etc., whatever. But, I mean, no one fell out onto the track this week. There was No one was hanging out too bad, or last week, I should say. It's just like, what's the... What's the impetus for this? It's just very odd for me. Well, I would I'd, I'd love to see a uh a team
1: you know go ahead and stick it to them. They win, just celebrate with a nice slow
0: golf clap. I wonder what the penalty would be if someone decided to not do it, right?
1: I, uh, you know, uh can't be any worse than lining up incorrectly in your great spot.
0: Oh man, yeah. Do, do,
1: does that happen this week? Does everyone mind their p's and q's and line up where they need to line up?
0: I don't know, Steve. You know, this is the thing for me. It seems like every week, it seems like seasoned drivers are like, "What the hell?" Um, although Fernando was really wrong. I mean, come on, I, I you didn't line up in your box, but um, I mean, kind of these weird, these weird little things that show up, right? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Well, it's not even not cheating or not trying. It's just like,
1: well, I mean to say, if you're not poking and prodding for every available bit of performance, you know, whether it be, you know, in engineering development or getting an extra couple of centimeters on the track, if you're not pushing, you know, you're you're never like, going to make gains on a team that's 10 seconds faster than you.
0: True. I I saw a few little items. Uh, I know we discussed uh, some things, but I want to throw these out here too. Uh Massey was seen in the paddock for the first time, yeah, in a while. Right. One um, of my speaking of was, fun police. Yeah.
1: What one of my points <laughs> was definitely, uh you know, th- this is a very Australian Grand Prix. There's there's a lot of uh you know characters. You know, Danny Ricardo being super ambassador, Oscar Piastri as a driver, and here comes Michael Massey. You know, uh popping his head out to see his shadow.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. It goes, I guess, the, does that mean one more year of Red Bull dominance when uh, he pops out? Oh, man. One, one more year to go motor racing, I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, he's, he's a specter now at this point, more than a person.
0: Uh, right. And, you know, the bit, you know, oh, I'm sure fine. A way to put a chilling action, I'm sure, on on the old race there, showing up. But that, and also, you know, as we are undergoing the first practice uh, for this week, uh, practically much actively as we're recording this that um the discussion around getting rid of some of the practice sessions right um and we we discussed this on the last podcast but i've seen some reactions you know um uh george and pierre were talking about yeah they don't think they need as much and um they're saying that they get more practice than f2 and f3 it seems to be the wrong way around those guys need it more um But, uh, you know, so it seems like the drivers are potentially interested in less practice as well. Um, but just some interesting, now that you get to hear it, the drivers more, kind of yeah. weigh in when you see stuff coming out, it's just, it's always interesting to see what, what happens when when they all get around a microphone for normal availability,
1: right? And, and that was one of the points I had, you know, kind of brought up the last time we talked about, you know, would practice be dropped? What's the benefit? What's, you know, the negative and that these guys already see the the race weekend is so long between you know their social media obligations and having to go through uh you know, all the team meetings and then you three practice sessions a qualifying session and the race and you know they find it uh it, you know you say hey you know sit one out when, when it comes to like later in the year and you have uh you know reserve drivers taking a free practice session away from them. Like, hey, they'll, they'll stick their feet up. They'll enjoy having a little bit of time off. They, they don't want to have to run themselves ragged the entire weekend. So, you know, it makes sense to me that they'd be up for lessening that burden.
0: So speaking of Russell, um, saw some, you know, talk about Russell and, uh, Hamilton's performance in the Mercedes, uh, this past race, Steve, uh, what do you think of those comments? Well, I, I had initially written, you know, written down as a note, uh,
1: you know, oh, George had some spicy comments, and yeah, you know, I, I kind of uh, reverted back to like ah, it's more medium spicy. You know, if if you would have ordered Indian food, I'll have it medium spicy. <laughs> uh, you know, after the race, you know, Lewis initially had some comments. He felt like, you know, there there was basically fifty fifty between George and I. George chose a setup, I chose a setup, and ultimately, you know, his was the one that worked out a little bit better for him. Like, almost like, you know, there would have been luck involved. Uh, Like, oh, I just flipped a coin and picked the wrong setup. And George came out and, you know, was a little bit defensive about it. He said, you know, I don't think there's any luck in it at all. I think it's down to the preparation. Uh, You know, it's like... Me and the team, we sat down. We we looked at what was going to be beneficial. That you know, the night before, we decided on a setup, and it was ultimately because of that work, not because of luck. You know, so it is is that a little bit of a, a snipe at Lewis? Is it just an answer back? Is it uh, you know, defense of his side of the garage? Um, it's certainly a, a little bit more than just everything's all smiles and hugs that we've been used to.
0: Right, you know, this is obviously not a fun position. I think for Lewis to be in, I don't know how it impacts the rest of the team. It's no fun to be in this situation, and they could both be right in this instance. Lewis just may have said something that a little bit that touched a little bit of a nerve for George for whatever reason. Um, and I don't blame that from George either. I'm sure George has taken a lot of hits over the last year or two, where it's like, oh, you're you're on a Mercedes team that's really good. You know, it's not. It's not you, it's the car. I think, uh, to be honest with you, just in the elements we've seen, George, I think George is a heck of a driver, and he deserves the opportunity that he has, and he often gets the best performance out of a car. Um, and that might be a bit frustrating for Lewis to see, too, that you know he might consider him a good driver and all, but he's like, I'm a better driver, and it's frustrating that I'm not getting the performance out of my car. It must be luck, right? You know, who who knows? But it, I'm sure perception, again, is in the eye of the beholder, right, at that point
1: yeah I mean a a champion's mentality can't be that I recognize somebody's better than me you know you have to have that ultimate belief in yourself uh, otherwise you're not you know a champion I think you know like you said it being in uh a, a second consecutive down year a third consecutive non you know championship contending year uh if if you're not in ultimately the fastest car, second fastest car, you would at least like to have the fact that you're beating your teammate. Like, all right, well, at least we're down here together, you know, or at least I'm still faster than you to be on a slower team and your teammate is performing as well, or if not as better than you is, you know, kind of a, you know, a, a double shot to take.
0: It is. And, you know, it, it's not going to get better really here for a couple of weeks, right? We don't expect improvements, at least the expected upgrade package for what, race to race five-ish, yeah, six, that, right? Yeah, that's
1: because they don't expect improvements to turn around soon.
0: Right, and so, I mean, that's fine. I mean, tweaks in, in there, we're going to do whatever, but uh, I just feel like some of these pa- – we're, we're seeing some of these teams do some upgrades and some changes in these weeks uh, in the beginning of the season – and you just worry that uh I hope Mercedes jump is going to be significant when that upgrade package is coming. It sounds like it's a talking a good game, but you're losing ground currently to some good teams. So Yeah.
1: And those yeah. teams will bring their own updates too, so it's not Correct. like, you know, you're you're improving your own team in a vacuum.
0: Yeah. He goes, "Maybe those updates are copying whatever Aston Martin's doing this week."
1: I, I mean, to, Toto said, I he, I don't care if it's a carbon copy, photocopy of the Red Bull car. I just want a fast car. I think we, you know, we, we all just want to have, you know, as many competitive teams. We don't want to go into every race saying, like, okay, well, who's coming in third place? Because we automatically assume who's one and two.
0: Well, and also, we have yet to see whether or not another team can beat Red Bull this year. I, I do think there are some contenders, but that you would like to see a couple of teams, even if it's a top two or three teams, you'd like to see them jockeying for position. And we just haven't quite seen that yet. Although, although that's for later. We, we might have a little well, conversation yeah, well, about
1: let, that. Let's you know, talk about the race this week and, and like who can beat Red Bull. Can Can Williams
0: beat Red Bull this week? I mean, if we're going to go from the bottom of the grid up, we can we can start doing an elimination <laughs> ladder. But no, I don't think so.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, they do have a point to their name, so they're not the bottom bottom. You know? True. Uh, I've yeah. actually been impressed with what Williams has done this year. They're, they're they're scrappy again. I'm hoping for just you know some better luck for Logan Sargent. Uh, keep his laps clean because you know I you know I, I think we want to see him battle because he looks like he's got some good like on track just wits about him he's got a little bit of uh you know special sauce when it comes to battling on track so you don't
0: want to see battles for 17th 18th 19 you want to see it for at least eight nine ten right and uh if you haven't been listening to the cast or this is your first time we are a logan sergeant fanboy cast that are at least we're rooting for the hometown boy that's that that's uh, that's our neck of the woods that he's from, so we root for him. But yeah, we we have to come up with a you know,
1: cool nickname like you know Taylor Swifties, but something for Logan Sargent, <laughs> you know, like, Sergeant. Like,
0: Sergeant, sergeants in arms. Uh, L- Logies, fogies. L- Logies, <laughs> fogies. Yeah, if you're older, yeah, I guess like, we're we're probably like twice his age at this point, or close to twice his age at this point. It makes a us old, doesn't bitch. it? Jesus. <laughs>
1: but. For, still younger than Fernando Alonso, so there's time. I mean, for me. Yeah, hey,
0: look, look. He goes, we're we're still young enough to make it on the track. Um, but for me, there is two teams I think that can be competitive this week with Red Bull,
1: and it's Alpine and Alfa Romeo
0: not quite okay it's ferrari i know i keep it's it's, why do i keep picking these guys and because even a broke clock is right twice a day (laughs) And, and aston martin um i don't think mercedes has the juice this week i'm a little bit worried about them but um i'm impressed with aston martin and i do think Ferrari has the pace and maybe the luck with this track. This track's an interesting track. Some people really don't like this track. Red Bull has some really bad luck on this track or at least a streak of bad luck on this track. So,
1: well, you know, I I I agree that I I don't know. This week I feel like, you know, hierarchy-wise, it's Red Bull, Aston Martin, Ferrari, then Mercedes this week. Mm-hmm. It just just kind of feels that way. And then, you know, who, who's fighting for the tail end of the points. Um, you know, I'd like to think Alfa Romeo, Valtteri, and his, you know, uh, his super mullet gets an opportunity to score some points. He has been on, like, an absolute tear this week uh, with his farmer's tan and tank top, uh, the porn stash and mullet. He's he's more Australian then Daniel Ricardo is American, and we know how American Daniel Ricardo is. But somehow Valtteri Bottas has out-Australianed the
0: Australian American. He's enjoying his time. Um, his his girlfriend yeah. has completely like converted him. Like yeah. We, we, goes, we've been talking about like, we know we focus on the top teams. It's because they're the most interesting. There's a lot of drama with them, but you know, l- let's go down the grid a little bit before we yeah, get to our it's, predictions. It's frustration right? is what it really is. Well, it's just, oh, we'd like to see other teams do better. Right. I mean, like, um, because you know, I- you, you express this to me, right. He goes, Red Bull, the best team on the grid has a sister team that has a lot of access yet, Steve, what are they doing? I I don't know what they're doing.
1: Franz tossed the the you know team principal says I I can't trust my engineers. Like what what boss says that about you know the people who work for them. But can you disagree with them? Like they have the same engine, they have the same gearbox, they have the same uh, uh you know rear suspension because it all has to tie in together. They have the same brakes. They have you know so so much of it is the same. They're they're the sister team. They. They just aren't using the same resources. Or aren't uh, Apparently, they're not even sharing the same amount of parts that they could be sharing. And this is an elite car. One of the most... I mean, we're two races in, but this, this is the same car that dominated last year and won the Constructor Championship going away. And Max had 17 wins or 16 wins. Everyone else copied that car. Aston Martin has copied that car to the nth degree to great success why wouldn't the team that chairs basically the parts inventory be doing the same so that, that that's just a, a mind-boggling point of frustration to me
0: and you know just oddities always it's you, there's there's so much that is alike in a lot of these cars even though they're different teams you go all through uh same motors you know shared places shared ideas uh people going back and forth i see mclaren stocking bodies for next year they have a hell of a coaching staff next year um some of those people are getting started right away i know some of them are entering a gardening period uh but like you know that's one of the at least it's nice to see mclaren fighting i mean yeah i mean a lot of guy a lot of people they're having it's, it's over not there it's not
1: today. on the track they're fighting so at least they can do it off the track I, I think
0: it'll bolster their their <laughs> spirits this week for I mean, a better performance.
1: You know, what one wonders how they their these teams are are going after the talent because it, it's only the top 3 individuals I think in any team that their salaries don't cost, don't factor against the cost cap. So if if you're trying to sign away people with bigger contracts, you know, that co- that costs money. Um, So like there, there's a point where you can't pay people more to sign them away because you have to, you know, continue funding, funding the development of your race team. Now uh, over at Red Bull, uh, Adrian Newey, the, the team's lead designer there for, for years and years, essentially the savant that has given them this unstoppable car uh, apparently they contract him out through his own company, so his salary does not co- you know go against the cost cap. So they have found a nice accounting workaround for paying the smartest man in the organization. Uh, boo! I don't <laughs> like that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I think we don't like it because it's Red Bull. I think it'd be oh, that's very savvy. You well, know, I mean it goes uh, uh, for someone know, else.
0: I, here comes Ryan's football analogy of the week. Um, this is like the freaking Patriots, right? Always when it's the Patriots, everyone in the league is like, oh, that's cheating, right? That's cheating. Except other people are also who are Patriots fans are like, no, it's inventive. Bill Belichick's a genius. He knows the rules. He yeah. knows how to twist them. And that's just you know, it is what it is. Uh, when you're the winner, uh, there's a reason you're winning. And sometimes it's because you bend the rules a little bit to your advantage, right?
1: Yeah. It's your fault
0: for not knowing the loophole that you could have an eight tight end formation. <laughs> you're right. Uh, and, and that here is, you know, not having to formally pay for the, your secret weapon, right. For your team. So, or, or it's the, uh, you know, the Alex Rodriguez
1: contract which has got his, you know, quote-unquote personal benefits that <laughs> you know you pay him for like no, no no that's not part of the contract
0: well i'm live watching some of this uh, pr- uh practice and it's a hell of a practice steve they had the red flag the practice and
1: oh see um... that that was my red flag i needed last week i had two of my <laughs> predictions last week figured that you know this place it, it's as wide as a 7-eleven aisle someone's gonna definitely crash and cause a red flag and now you know, it's not the case. Uh, and, uh, Logan or it Sar- is the case
0: this week. Yeah, sadly, uh, not so good for our boy Logan Sargent. Lost power, parked his car on the track. They didn't resume the session. Uh, no, He brought the red flag. So, not well, so bueno. <laughs> at, least, at
1: least he didn't wreck the car. But uh, if it's a power issue, that might necessitate, uh, you know, some component changes, maybe a grid penalty. Um, but I'm pretty sure he was going to start 18th anyway
0: so yeah i might have to update my uh my predictions now but no the uh we we um if 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 the race is half as interesting as this first practice it'll be a fun race
1: well uh you know just want everyone to be able to get through lap one uh you know carlos (laughs) (laughs) um but let's talk about our our predictions for the race we're we're only a couple of days away. We'll be watching bright and early or very late, late depending on on dark and no, late. Yeah, <laughs> dark and late. Uh, it's one a.m. for us, but I don't know. For me, that's just uh, all right. We'll fire up some popcorn, have a good Saturday night, and then hey, I'm free on Sunday. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it it does free the day up. Um, predictions. All right. So, my podium this week pains me, but it's also one of my predictions. Uh, Aston Martin, Fernando Alonso gets his first win of the season. Okay, so you're going, Nando win. Uh, So, we're doing our podiums. It's uh, Max and then Checo. And that's what I think. I think it's Aston Martin and then Red Bull two three. That's my prediction this week.
1: Is that your only prediction for the week?
0: I've got more predictions. I just didn't know if you wanted to do oh, our no. uh, if you wanted to okay, do I'll, our I'll, podiums I'll... first before we dig into our little special ones.
1: Well, I'll, I'll go with my for first prediction then. Uh, I didn't go for the entire podium. Um, I've just gone for something. I'll go a little bit vaguer because uh, <laughs> like, I, I feel like uh, Max Max winning might be just to it. But you have Fernando winning, so good on you. Um, I have only one Red Bull driver finishing on the podium. Okay. That's that's a decent prediction. That's fair. Be it whomever, but there will only be one Red Bull driver on the podium, which means uh, for more than 15 minutes, we will have somebody other than Aston Martin at Red Bull. Because, you know, George, George got out there for 15 minutes, and they pulled the rug underneath him and took it They just away. wanted
0: to be able to share with all the teams early in the season because they don't know if uh, they'll all be all that competitive going I, later. I my,
1: my theory is they needed, like, a nice social media story for the week. So they have some, you know, banter between Aston Martin and Mercedes. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, George and Fernando, give us some content. They, they provided.
0: I mean, they've got to have something for that first episode or two of Drive to Survive next year, right? So oh, Definitely. So, what's your second prediction? My second prediction is Oscar Piastri gets his first points of the season. Okay. In front of the home crowd. God damn it, McLaren. (laughs) (laughs) Quit making me look bad.
1: So, my second uh, prediction is Oscar Piastri scores his first points of the season. (laughs) Well, ultimately his career. But, yes, uh, I've put Ozzy, Ozzy, Oscar in the points.
0: And that might be a sentimental slash easy, just nice one. No one's going to beat you up for that. But, I mean, hey, I we have not seen a rookie even sniff the points, right? I mean, just yet. I mean, I don't recall one even getting 11th yet, but I could be wrong from the first race. Um, so uh, any rookie, including one that is in his home race, well, getting yeah.
1: points. Logan, technic- well, not technically, but Logan was technically the closest. He
0: got a twelfth place finish in Bahrain, yeah. um, so like you know, next to next to getting points. But right, I mean, so I I think that Piastri getting in at least, you know, I I didn't say where either, but I'm just gonna take wherever. I'll take the field, but ten, t- at least tenth, I think he'll get into the points.
1: Well, you know, it uh, he had. You know, uh, or, or I feel like McLaren is is going to be more competitive, and Oscar got into Q3 last week. His teammate did not. Um, so I, I feel like he's, you know, coming into this week off of positive, and, yeah, I t- typically Australians don't have a ton of luck in their home Grand Prix. Obviously, none have ever won. Um. Uh, you know, uh Mark Weber had a had a good debut race where he finished fifth in a slow ass minority, uh, way back when. But uh I don't know. I, I think I think the Aussie sun will shine on him and uh he'll pick up a point. Just one though. I feel like
0: it's gonna be tenth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say it's gonna be more than one point either. Uh yeah. So what do you got at number three? <sighs> number three i've got a few and i'm trying to pull which one that i really really want um i think we see a red flag in this race in the race not just in practice
1: Okay, well, I mean, if you if you would have said like, hey, before the practice session, I said you see a red flag this weekend, you've already
0: you know booked yourself a point. <laughs> ah, I would have been good, and it goes, and it'd be a tad cheating because we're doing this during practice. But yes,
1: I don't think we got a red flag last year. Um, I think we just had a safety car at the beginning when, uh, you know. Carlos beached himself on lap one. So I don't think we got a red flag, but Hey, it's possible. I said two last week didn't happen. So we'll probably get one this week.
0: And I think possibly it might be related to something like we saw with Logan Sargent charging this week during practice is that maybe not an accident, but maybe some unreliability popping up in some of these cars into race three and them stranding themselves at weird parts in the track. So yeah, we, um, I, I think with some of the looseness in practice, where we've seen people going off the track and some unreliability, I just like my chances of a red flag this week.
1: The last Australian Grand Prix, we had two red flags. One was in practice. One was in qualifying. Didn't get one in the race, um, but we did have reliability issues. Uh, it's one of the races where you know Max retired, um, had a fuel leak problem. So you know we've already seen a couple of. Uh, mechanical failure, so it's entirely possible. Uh, and for my third and final prediction, oh man, you know, you said the podium prediction you had pained you. This one pains me, but ultimately I feel like this is destined to happen. And if I had like a, oh, I could slap a points multiplier on something. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton knocked out in Q2. Mm. Okay. I, I feel like... I don't know. I, I feel like he's a little bit detached from his mission at the moment. I think he's trying to... Maybe he's going through a little bit of Danny Ricardo syndrome from last year, which is like, I've never had a car I've been so disconnected with. I keep trying different things, and those things aren't working, and... You know, it's like that old uh, <laughs> uh, Shane Falco adage from The Replacements. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're in quicksand and you keep keep digging. All you do is dig yourself deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got that
0: I... <laughs> got that right. Right? That was <laughs> I. Th- I, th- I think that's right. It goes. It's not quite in my Simpsons uh, wheelhouse, but yeah the the thing for me. I had one. It's not my wild one. This is my wild one here. We've got a little bit more time in this weekend. But one of my wild predictions was going to be Danny races in this race. Uh, I
1: mean, that's a... I think best we can hope for is him pulling a a Sebastian Vettel from last year and going around the track on a scooter. I think that's, (laughs) that's the best we can hope for. Uh, I mean, he 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 got a seat fitting this week, so technically he did get into a Formula One car this sure. week. So.
0: And we, we talked about this. Uh, Checo says he thinks that he has the full support of the team to chase the championship. Oh, that's that's the
1: ultimate kiss of death, isn't it? That's that's <laughs> that's that's the manager coming out like, oh, do you think you have the support of ownership? I ha- I have one hundred percent support from the ownership i my job is
0: 100 percent secure i am not going to
1: be the head coach of alabama <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we're we're a little bit stung by some of these promises that things have uh, been made in the past i'm sorry was that personal did i did i <laughs> uh so, man not also not always a nick saban fanboy podcast either so <laughs> we 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 have a list
1: don't it, don't it, don't make the list.
0: Even though we live in different parts of the country now, we are very. You will get a very South Florida vibe out of both me and Steven from a lot of uh, what we say on this cast. I will yeah, say that for sure. You'll,
1: you'll you'll make the list and you'll be there with Max Verstappen and Michael Massey, but also <laughs> Nick Saban and Jason Terry. <laughs> So, yeah
0: um and and like, drew drew bledsoe for some reason he shouldn't be on the list but he's on the list 90s era colorado avalanche you know just whatever yeah we're not there um we <laughs>
1: <laughs> referees from the 2002 fiesta bowl i'm looking at you
0: Oh uh, yeah, it goes really really late flags. Those those so I, we we've had some really bad refereeing decisions that kind of came out that have uh, snake bit us as as fans and why would it be any different in Formula 1 and then Massey showing up in the paddock this week it's just it stings in the soul, Steve, it stings in the soul. Yeah, we
1: we took all this South Florida sports angst and we we turned our eyes to Formula 1 hoping for a utopia of sporting competition and and sportsmanship and Well, we've been left wanting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good
1: place. But cars go room, so I'm all in.
0: (laughs) Cars go room, and I think that's a good place to end this week's podcast. I'm Ryan Vasquez. You've been listening to the Red, White, and Blue Flags F1 podcast. And I'm Stephen McNally, so please do us a favor and subscribe.
1: We're available wherever you can find podcasts. We'll talk to you next week as we recap the 2023 Australian Grand Prix.